Welcome to Season 5. Support for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Dead Down Wind, Tinks, Shadow Hunter Blinds, Burris Optics, Dead Ringer, The Grind, Bomar Archery, Element Outdoors, Reveal Cellular Camera, HHA and HHA USA, Black Eagle Arrows. Additional support provided by Deer Camp Coffee and Yeti Coolers. Hey guys, welcome to the Boner Plant Podcast. Myself, Dave Thompson, along with Kevin Collin from Florida. I can't believe it. Kevin's back. Say hi. Jay's in from uh, up north in Michigan, so that's kind of fun. Up north? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call it that. 36 so miles. We might lose him, so just so everybody's aware, because a lot of times his internet's not the best. So Yeah, that, you know, those, that boondock internet, you know, all the way up north. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jamie and Tim need introduction anymore. And then Heath is joining us from Thorn Broadheads. Heath, how you doing, man? Doing great. Are you guys? Good. Yeah, uh, man, thanks we're doing for, good. Thanks for joining us. I, I really want to have you guys on um, to talk a little bit about the crown because it's been um, a lot of people have asked me a lot of questions about this broadhead. We've done a lot of stuff with it internally here. And, um, uh, you know, learning about it from you guys directly, there's a lot of stuff about the flight and why they're different size. Uh, um broadheads on there or different blades i should say different sizes in the twist uh so i was kind of hoping you could tell us i guess first a little bit about thorn and then maybe jump into the crown okay yeah yeah so thorn is technically it's like a three-year-old company we did kind of a false launch in the fall of 2017 and then we actually launched at the ata show of 2018 and our claim to fame is our original which we now call the og for good for good reason uh, it started out with just the inch and three-quarter cut. It's got the stainless steel uh, patented rip tip. And that was kind of our claim to fame. You know, we got famous for patented hidden blade technology, uh, field point accuracy, no doubt, guaranteed. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then in 2019, about, the, I think, probably July, we started to endeavor in on the crown. Uh, Andy, our CEO, his main goal in the beginning was to create a fixed blade that could do field point accuracy without having to do the special tuning to a bow. Cause most common bow hunters, they don't know to tune your bow to a broadhead. So his goal and which ended up creating the OG, as you can see in the, in the video there, that's the OG. Um, so that, that's kind of what sparked the crown because his main purpose or main goal was to create the fixed blade that could do the same kind of accuracy as a field tip and as our uh, original expandables. And I mean, the crown itself, it was quite the endeavor. We had some engineers that we worked with that were uh, looking into design saying this should fly, this should fly good. And just in field testing, man, it, it blew my mind how, how quickly it can plane just any little bit and we almost threw it away, to be honest. It was something that we we honestly thought we were not going to get the broadhead to fly at all. Um, I remember it. We were doing some field testing, and at 30 yards, I completely missed the target. At 30 yards, wow! I was thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh!" It's like there's just no way. 
And that was, at the time, that broadhead looked substantially different. I mean, quite a bit different than what the end result was. We were, if that broadhead in particular had one inch blades up the entire ferrule instead of the step down. And because of that day where we just found that nothing was flying right, we decided to create kind of a cone effect and something that I knew was pretty substantial to fly too was how things were helixed or helical, the helical in the blades. And from a tournament perspective and just like any kind of guy, any kind of boat hunter that's dead serious about his boat hunting, most air, most of the time, you know, he sets an offset or helix on his veins and nine times out of the 10 of all the bows that I've ever shot personally, that helix is to the left. And so we took that into consideration with this crown. We put the helix on the blades towards the left. Now it, it won't affect, um, it won't affect if you have a right helix on air. We've tested them with those. But we took that mindset and we added it to the crown. And because we did the cone shape, which like from the tip down, it kind of creates a cone effect or a Christmas tree, if you will. That also gave us the fill point accuracy that we were looking for as an end result. And as a matter of fact, the first one we ever made, we just, after scratching our heads, wanting to throw it away, we went back to the drawing board and we actually took those one inch blades, we ground them down on a, on a knife sharpener and then to put them to those lengths. And then just as just a raw prototype, we were instantly getting groups at 50 and 60 yards that were one inch and two inch groups automatically. It was kind of, it was almost just like from God handing it straight to us. I mean, it was just crazy how we come up with that and we finally got some engineers to do the drawings and it was just like a no-brainer to them that yeah that should work so it's pretty it's pretty great we're proud of it and it's uh as a side effect of that helix you get just an incredible entry hole and exit hole and it's 100 percent no failure and you know we got a lot of guys that are worried about our mechanicals you know there's a lot of people that are on the edge of mechanicals anyway and this crown has definitely tapped into that market for sure so we're proud of it. I was yeah, going to say, cool. I think that the, the story behind this broadhead is so incredible to me. Like, I just love the idea of perseverance with engineering to make something from nothing and to take it from having an issue to like, now it's perfect. It works. Everybody loves mm -hmm. it. I think it's a great story and experience that when I talked to your guys' team about it, I was like blown away by the amount of work that went into this broadhead. But clearly the broadhead is vicious and our testing proved that the, the, the whole, the whole it cord out was literally so impressive in the ballistics gel. I mean, it literally is like a tunnel of cuts, you know, it's yeah. not, so it's not the widest. I mean, there's definitely going to be wider than it, but the point is it bored a hole that is like a freaking hole. So yeah. like, it's like getting shot with a gun. It's almost like just a complete hole, which is very yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like I a, love, a lot of guys. Aggressiveness of that thing, man. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. A lot of guys correlate it to like a shotgun slug hole. And honestly, I couldn't think of a better analogy for it. Cause when our testing, we were just, we were blown away. We, that fall in the fall of 2019, we took it to Oklahoma and hunted with uh, Brad Clay and Final Descent Outdoors and stuck us on some of his land that he gets to hunt. And they had 
believe it was 75 deprivation tags for does out there and we got to partake in some of that and we we killed 11 deer out of four guys in four days and just that crown was we knew that week that week then was just like yeah this this is final this is going to kill for sure yeah, the thing nice. is absolutely wicked looking, man. I mean, from the moment we got him in, I I, I looked at it in the package and I said, what the heck is this? You know, because it, it kind of almost looks like a Christmas tree in a way, right? Yeah. Where it's smaller at the top and gets it gets wider at the bottom. Um, but what I absolutely love about it is something you already touched on is the fixed blade aspect of it. I'm a yeah. big fixed blade guy and, you know, that whether that's right or wrong, it is what it is. I just, you know. I, I like eliminating the unknowns of uh, mechanicals that, that could be there. And to have a fixed blade that is this aggressive is just, I mean, you, there's nothing like it on the market at all. There, and there's not no. anything on the market like it at all. I think that's why it gets so much attention, to be honest, because people see it and they're like, they think it's a mechanical at first. I get a lot of questions like, oh, is that a mechanical? I'm like, it's not a mechanical, it's a fixed head. And that was the p- whole point of Thorne having this crown is that now you guys have a mechanical and you have this fixed blade, which gives you guys two different options now, which makes complete sense. But this has got to be by far the most aggressive head I've ever seen, I think, in, in this industry. And it's got, because it's all these little blades. I mean, there's so many cutters on such a, a crazy plateau of angles. It's just really incredible. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot went into this head for sure, man. It was and to have it and to see the results and to see the satisfaction that our customer base has gotten. And not only that, it's created a whole new, like you say, a whole new customer base that we've never had. For yeah. sure. It, yes. It's interesting too. And I'll say, I'll say this real quick that no one has said anything about the price at 70 bucks. It's not definitely not the cheapest product in the market, but what I, my point is, is in all the videos we did in testing, no one ever balked once at the price, which I thought was incredible. So the good news is they recognize that it's a really well-made head and it's worth the extra money compared to buying a cheap $30 pack of heads, you know? So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. We've, we've noticed that too, is we know as an American made company, the margins you have to make to survive and to pay and all that you got to jack the price up. We get that. We get that it's an expensive head. But like you say, when people see that that price margin, it may buck a few, but it's like they see that and say, oh, I'm getting something that is worth my money that I'm going to have, especially a customer relation, which we try to pride ourselves in is having great customer relations. When there is an issue, all they got to do is pick up the phone and give us a call and either email us or whatever we'll get it fixed and i think those price margins also pay for that in a, in a sense if you will that they pay for that customer base that they can have with us and it's also about the durability too right i mean being a fixed blade and, and correct me if i'm wrong but you can replace the blades on them as well so if, you know you, you shoot one something gets damaged i mean the shell itself is you know good you just have to replace the blades on it which is i mean much cheaper once you add the the actual head part for it right correct yeah we actually created created a rebuild kit and it comes with three separate kits or three separate rebuilds so you could rebuild three different broadheads and as a matter of fact in the pack of broadheads it comes with the replacement set of blades but in in the rebuild kit it comes with the ball bearing so the ball bearing lock system 
Um, it's what the bearings hold all the blades in it. So when the tip is screwed down, of course, everything's just rock solid. Wow, that's yeah. really cool. I didn't realize those bearings are what holds it together. That's so yeah. cool. Holy yeah. cow. It was kind of a, it was, we didn't really know how we were going to hold it all into place. We thought we might try the traditional, like uh, notching the blades and then locking them in together, like traditional uh, fixed blades in the past. But one of our engineers, he kind of uh, threw out an idea that he'd done on another project for another client. And he's like, well, why don't we try this bearing lock system? And it was like we knew instantly. And, it, and as a matter of fact, it helped substantially with the weight. Um, with those bearings and a titanium tip that we created, it was a beautiful 100 grains when it was finished. So it was it worked out in the end for sure. Yeah, so what? It, so you got a blade, and then you drop a ball bearing in from the top. I'm assuming put the other blade in, drop another ball bearing, put another blade in. Is that how that works? You can do it that way, but as the easiest way that we found, especially for our assembly team, is you can actually dump all four of the ball bearings in, and starting at the bottom, you put the one inch blade, and then the three quarter inch blade, and as you stick those blades in those slots the ball bearing will actually move itself into position. Ah, as you okay. Oh. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, you can, you got to be careful a little bit, but for the most part, I mean, all you got to do is just slide it in and it'll, the tip, of course, the edge and the blades will go in Push between. The ball the bearing ball up. Yep. And it'll position them correctly with each blade as you ascend the, the ferrule, the broadhead. Yeah, Keith, what awesome. is this, what is this slot for here? That slot is actually for our tip tool. We've got a little stainless tip tool that comes in every pack. And what it is, it's just a little piece of stainless that's a little rod. And you stick that through that hole and you can tighten the tip and, and loosen it as well when you need to replace the blades or the ball bearings. So it just gives you leverage for the tool. Correct. And because it's such a smooth tip, we knew, we knew if you cinched it down with like a, uh, with a, with a pair of pliers or something we know you would you we would probably doink up the titanium and with that expensive of a tip and the titanium we was like we've got to give something you know really customer friendly so we created the tip tool and put that little hole in there so it's the just tips, ease of use. the tips titanium what's everything else is everything else stainless steel uh the tip is titanium um the ferrule of the broadhead is a 7075 aircraft grade aluminum so it's a super tough aluminum and the blades itself, they're a 440 stainless and the ball bearings, they're just a stainless ball bearing. Gotcha. Quality yeah. material though, for sure. Yeah, sure. And yeah. it looks like, it looks like you got the materials worked out to get the right combination for the weight. Cause obviously Correct. everything titanium, I think it'd probably be a little bit heavier than a hundred grains. <laughs> uh, the titanium actually comes out super light. Does it really? Why that is why we incorporated it in our Rift 2.2 was it was actually given to us from I can never remember his name but it was a uh, we incorporated it in our inch and three quarter HPX which was originally designed for uh, the Raven crossbows back when the a lot of the guys on those crossbow forums were raving about none of the mechanicals were working with the Raven. And we had guys trying it with ours, but the stainless steel was so heavy that on that initial force that those Ravens have when they, they, when they fire, yeah. the blade, the, the, the tip had enough weight to where it was staying behind and shearing the blade or shearing the shear pin in flight. 
And so we had, it was actually just a customer. He was a, uh, it was an engineer maybe for NASA and he was a big time bow hunter and he seen our issue and then wrote, wrote an equation for using titanium and sent it to us. And we, we tried it out and it worked. It was beautiful. And that created the HPX and then the HPX kind of spawned off the 2.2 rift. And when we wanted that bigger cut and because of that, that titanium tip dropped the weight in the HPX, that's why we have a brass collar on the back of even the 100 grains. The 100 grains require a brass collar for weight purposes on the HPXs. But in the rift, we take that same tip and put it on those heavier blades, a longer ferrule, and it created a beautiful 100 grains, even. That's so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And so, so we, knew that, we knew that with the crown, we knew that with all those components and with that long of a furrow, we knew we was going to have to cut weight somewhere. So we, we decided to run the titanium. We, we tried stainless, but in the end, uh, the weight would have around 115, uh, 120. So we knew it wouldn't work. And even though, even though using the titanium, it jacked up our prices, uh, it's definitely sold because when people see that titanium, they automatically know they're getting something tough and rigid. So it's definitely a selling point, if you will, for us. So the, uh, the, I guess this will be a little bit of the harder question, but it sounds like you kind of touched on it a little bit. And I, I had this one written down to ask you is, so with what we're seeing right now in the industry and crossbows, we're seeing Raven launching 500 feet per second, 10 point showing off. I think it was 440, maybe even 460 this year. Have you guys been able to test these heads with those, like, I guess, explosive speeds that we haven't seen yet? We have, but not with those crossbows. Um, we've actually, our mechanicals are the only mechanicals that work with the air guns, like the, the lethal guns, yeah, the airbows. Yeah. A lot of those guys, actually, the majority that use those airbows, they either use our fixed or our mechanicals or they try to use the crown they're they've definitely a lot of the airbow customers are our customers too and we tested the for to answer your question we tested uh our high speeds out of the airbows back before these big 500 feet per second ravens and stuff like that because at one time raven was only up at 425 Right. And we are rated if on the pack, some of the packaging on the rift and stuff, you'll see rated up to 500 feet per second with particularly the airbows. That's very good. good. And then that's hard to other, find. Yeah, it yeah. is. And the other question I had was in regards to uh, the crown. So the crown has been around, I think, since just last year, correct? Correct. We launched and, last year at the ATA show. And with that, being said, how was last season, I guess, with the crown? How did you, I mean, for obviously yourself and the team using it and, you, and the people buying it, did you guys see, uh, uh, were the holes amazing? What were you seeing out of it, I guess? Yeah, the holes were amazing for sure. Um, we had a lot of customers send in pictures. And as, the, as far as sales go, the crown was our number one selling broadhead for 2020. And second to that was the Rift. And third to that was the OG. And but the crown it just took over for sure. And we had so many happy customers. We had customers that might have had, you know, kind of some drawbacks from the crossbow mechanicals. They were a little iffy, like, I don't know if I want to use it. And then they were like, you know, 
we got the crown now. And as soon as they put it on their crossbows, they were killing stuff left and right. And we were constantly, constantly getting messages and DMs on our Instagram and Facebook of trophy kills that were beautiful exit holes and entry holes. Just something that that peace of mind, knowing we've got this 100% no fail broadhead, it kind of gave us some satisfaction. And it was yeah, definitely very cool for 2020. So Heath, let's uh, talk about you though. I see you got that Matthews train. What bow are you shooting this year coming up? Uh, I'll be shooting the V3 most likely. I shot the VXR last year. Um, I'm actually in Foley, Alabama right now at the ASA uh, tournament. And I'm just cool. parked up under my Airbnb uh, parking deck, but I'm down here <laughs> shooting and I've actually got a booth set up for Thorn. Uh, it's kind of a small booth. We're giving it a test run, see if we do pretty yeah. good and if we do we're gonna go on and probably do a lot more of these and reach out to some actual bow hunters and get one-on-one with them so little ground yeah. roots action i like it that's right yes sir mm-hmm. i like it so so the name itself crowned did that come before you saw the final design or after because the name and the way that it looks i mean you couldn't ask for a better name for what it looks like yeah uh yeah we had it in our mind um as a faith-based company we tried to put little innuendos if you will exactly what i was thinking yeah of a lot of faith-based stuff and our main goal with this with the crown was because we knew like in the back of our head what the end design was going to look like and we knew that would kind of have that crown look crown of thorns look yep. if you will yep for sure so we knew then that that was gonna especially because it worked out our name was already thorn which was a faith-based uh, idea idea anyway and when the crown come out or when, when the crown was in the works back before we even had a name we threw around some different names but the one that stuck out to us the most was of course crown because it fit perfect and when you say the complete name crown of thorns it's just hard not to give a little smile to it, you know. No doubt, man. And that it's funny you say that because that's exactly what I thought about when I saw the name and then I looked at the broadhead. That was the exact image. Is like, man, I'd hate to have that around my forehead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No doubt, man. Well, that's awesome. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you saw the video that we did um, shooting it through the ballistics gel that, that Dave was mentioning earlier. I wasn't actually there when they shot that, but they showed me the video of it right after they did it. And I was just, I mean, that thing blew through the ballistics gel like crazy. It was absolutely amazing that tunnel and how far it went too. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just like, yeah, it wasn't just like the damage that it did, but the penetration that it got. I know it. And that's, that's something when we tested, it was mind blowing, the kind of penetration that we were getting. We knew, we knew when we were tapping in the fixed blade stuff, we're going to see a lot different results than mechanicals because whether a lot of people want to admit it or not, a mechanical does slow your air down and it does do it substantially, but not to the point that a lot of people are afraid of, but we knew when we tapped into the fixed blade, this is going to be a whole new animal. And when we tested out in Oklahoma, field tested on some on some does out there on film we have our co-owner roy stouffer he shot it was a big doe. i think it was probably like 130 pound doe. he shot it at 55 yards and it blew completely through the front right shoulder and you can see in the footage you can see his luminol bouncing across the 
the wheat field behind him another 60 yards. Wow. And that deer, that deer left an incredible blood trail. It was, was that, um, did you say that was compound or crossbow? What was that? It was, it was a crossbow. It was actually with a, I believe it was with a mission sub one. That yeah. He those are nice bows for sure. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm a crossbow guy. That's what I love. And that's traditionally why I've been, you know, more of a fixed blade guy, you know, because yeah. of the speed that they're pumping out and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited, man. I want to get this thing on the, on the front of my, uh, on the front of my crossbow this year. Hopefully I don't hurt myself putting it on. Um, Cause there's a, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of cutting edges on it, but uh, I'm excited to man. It'll be yeah. good. Yeah, for sure, man. We're, we look forward to, there look is. forward That's to seeing video. what y'all can do with it. Yeah. That's that incredible. Unbelievable. It's so vicious. I was like, dang. I mean, it really just bored. That hole is like a bored hole. That's what's yep. messed up about it or, or good about, it, I should say. It literally cuts every area. It's incredible. And, you know, people don't realize there's a little bit of a spin going with it, too. So as it hits, it's yeah. going to slowly keep spinning and just cutting that hole like that. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. it's, it's a bad machine, that's for sure. Ooh. All right, Heath. So what's in the what's in the works for Thorne? You guys got anything up your sleeves coming out this year or working on? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's got to be something. There's always something in the background. Yeah. We, we've got some stuff in the books but uh it's gonna be a little different it probably i don't know you just have to stay tuned it'll be under <laughs> our umbrella if you will but we've got some pretty neat stuff coming out we've been testing on and i've been shooting it a little bit around the around the office and stuff doing some field tests and it's pretty nice it's pretty killing nice me, smalls but, uh, killing me <laughs> you ever want some testing done you let us know we saw oh, that's super awesome but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i love the best thing i ever hit market but you know come on i'll tell you about come it on, man yeah. i would love to tell you all but you know i kind of like have, your job i got it yeah i like my job yeah <laughs> all right well, he thanks so much man it, appreciate when it time when yes, it's sir. time tell us first oh yeah for sure yeah when, uh, when we do some field testing with it this fall, we may send over some pictures and little uh, snippets of excitement before we tell the full details. But Yeah, let us know. Like great. Man. Hey, enjoy your time down where you're at, man. Hopefully it's successful for you. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate thank you. it. Yes, Take sir. Care, thank man. You. We'll see you. Have Bye. a good one. Bye, guys. See ya. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.